You're about to listen to a message by Reverend Yomi Kasali of Foundation of Truth Assembly. May the word you hear bear fruit in your heart now and always. Praise the Lord. John's Gospel, the twelfth chapter, verse number twenty-four. Verily, verily, I say to you, except a corn of wheat falls into the ground. And dies. It abides alone. Fruitfulness. But if it dies. It brings forth. Much fruit. Fruitfulness. Father we ask you give us. The key to fruitfulness here today. In Jesus name. Amen. You may have your sin in God's presence. Except a corn. Or a grain of wheat. Or a corn of wheat. Falls. Into the ground and dies. It abides alone. We're considering how to be fruitful this year. To be fruitful. Today, let me tell you what you have to do. In addition to pushing yourselves, you have to die. You have to die. Not physical death, but you have to die to flesh. You have to die to self. You have to die. Jesus gave us a key to fruitfulness here. Except, now that word is key. There's no other way to growth or fruitfulness. There's no other way except the kind of which falls into the ground and dies. By the way, you know, I've been um, attacked. I preached a sermon on this many years ago and I emphasized fall down and die and my colleagues in the other church did not agree with my Position and I still hold on to my position that Jesus preached that yeah, that we should die, not our enemies. Uh, except you fall down and you die. The only time Jesus said fall down and die is in John chapter 12, verse 24. And it's not for my enemy, it's me. I, I should die to my flesh, die to myself, die to my carnal desires, die to my ego. This morning I was talking to two of our key members of staff. And I had to tell them, I said, look, brethren, we have to die to self. We have to make sure we don't massage our egos. So many egos in church, so many egos we try to massage, try to fuel, try to keep in, in touch and intact. And that won't bring growth. It won't bring growth. You can't grow until you die. It says, if it doesn't die, it abides alone. But if, but if, but if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. In Matthew's gospel, the 13th chapter, verse 31. Give me Matthew's gospel, the 13th chapter, verse number 31. One, three, three, one. Matthew's gospel. Another parable put it forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. The next verse, which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it's the greatest among herbs and becomes a massive tree so that even the birds of the air comes and lodge in the branches thereof. Can you see what a grain of mustard seed can do? It can become a house for the birds. It can become a shelter for many. It can become herbs for the service of men. Have you ever seen a grain of mustard seed before? I have it here. 
Many years ago, somebody came to my office and he gave me this before I went to Israel. And after, after I went to Israel, now I don't know who here, Eddie May, please come. Open this. And I'm going to call people here to come and try to handle. I want the camera to please zoom in on me. To handle a grain. Christ said a grain. The, this bunch of grains can sow a tree more than two football fields. This. Go search it on the internet. Go Google it. They tell you little two kilos of mustard seeds can sow a seed, can, can sow trees full of half of the um, football field of the U.S. The U.S. football. As tiny as they are. Now, this one you have here, this thing here, can so, can you hold one? Can you try to hold one grain? Now, who can, I say, oh, no, no, who can see a grain of mustard seed? Can you see it? Yeah, is it visible? Don't, don't put it in the wheel. Can you see the grain? That's mustard seed. I'm going somewhere. Can you see the grain? Can you, do you know, watch me, do you know the potential and the capacity that this little stuff carries. Do you know what it carries? Football field of trees. A whole football field of trees is what I'm holding in my hands. A football field of trees. Now, this is what we call grain or seeds. Listen, seeds are useless without dying. You don't know what you carry. This is useless. God, sir, it's got potentials. So, sir, it's got talent. So, you've got to die for this to make sense. You've got to die. You've got to die for this to yield trees. Trees. I'm holding today in my hand trees. That can fill a old football field. But this is useless until it falls to the ground and dies. If you don't do that, it will never grow. You will never grow. I don't care how talented, gifted, hugely um, skilled, and say you have, you have potentials, potentials, potentials. Between potentials and actual, there must be dying. You gotta die. Jesus said, He said, It abides alone. Put that thing there. You can't even see it. Can you see? You can't even see it. It's so tiny. And I, I, every day I look at it, I say, How can this tiny thing carry within itself trees? How? 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 It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Thank you. It's a mystery. This is the mustard seed. He spoke about a corn. We all know also not corn. You see, have you seen corn fields before? If you plant a corn here, you see it just multiplies. Now, how do I explain death or dying? I will use a very common phrase because what has happened with time is as a scripture teacher, you need to use contemporary language to educate, inform, and inspire your people. The word we use today in the secular place of work is discipline. Discipline. That word discipline, be it self-discipline, be it self-control, is what the word used in scriptures as crucifying yourself. So when you see the word crucify yourself, die to your flesh, we're saying discipline yourself. 
word discipline explicitly used in scriptures, but you find the word crucified. Paul said, I die daily. First Corinthians 15, I die daily. You can't have growth in the midst of indiscipline and chaos. You can't find growth where there is indiscipline, disorder, and chaos. You can't find it. They don't blend. They don't go together. You got to be disciplined. Disciplined. Self-discipline. Go and check. Go and check people everywhere in the world. Great men have self-discipline. Great men. Successful men. Those that have impacted lives. Changed people. One of such men is Pastor Deboe. The man is very disciplined with time. I've never seen a man like that in my life. He has never gone to an event late. Some of you want to enter heaven late. You are, there's no event you've ever gone to your life early. It's a problem. If once in a while you're late, but if it is now normal, it speaks volumes about who you are. It's a problem. You can never attract growth. You, you can't. Because disciplined people will not like to be around you. Because you will rub in discipline on their life. Discipline. Discipline. With your time, with your words, with your life, with the scriptures. Discipline. Breach order. Breach order. You want to grow? Fruitful. Die. Cut some flesh. Every, every month, cut some flesh. Lord, this is not helping me. That's what it says. Lay aside every weight. This is not helping me this year. This is 2020. I don't want this with me. This is excess baggage. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. It's slowing you down. You won't make progress this year. You won't bear fruits this year. It's slowing you down. Drop that weight. Drop that weight. A woman approached me a few months back and she told me with tears, cheerfully, and this is where my heart goes to those unhappily married. My heart goes to you. I, I, I empathize with you. I, I pray for you. I will not counsel you to leave your husbands. But the woman approached me tearfully and she said to me, sir, I want to make progress in my life. I think my husband is a weight. He's indisciplined. He's lazy. He's not working. He's not making this. I, I, I want to drop that weight. I looked at us and my dear, you can't because the scripture tells us we can't divorce. You, you got to carry that one. That's a cross. It's not a weight. So I had to define and explain the difference between a cross and a weight. And he said, no, sir, but I had a preacher preach one day that if your husband tries to slow you down, drop him. I said, no, that's, that preacher is wrong. There's some crosses you carry, but not a weight. Marriage can be a cross. So I had to quickly explain that. For someone says, sir, this, this one is, I said, no, 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 I do not believe in divorce. You hold on to that, but you can still, there's some other things stopping you, slowing you down. Cut those ones off, but don't tell me you want to divorce because your husband is letting you down. Carry a cross. That's a cross. The heavy one, yes, you just let me carry that one. Carry it. But as you carry that cross, tell your husband, okay, I want to serve Jesus. But the reverse is where I can't stand. Because the man is the head of the home. So if the man now says, my wife is uh, making me to slack back in the things of God, Abba. Where is that one in the Bible? Where? Follow me. I will drop you. I won't, cut, I won't cut you off. I will drop you. Follow me. Abba. Why is that one? 
Now understand the other one that says a cross is a weight. That was a cross. We need to embrace discipline this year. All that. I'm telling you, accept, accept a grain of corn or wheat falls to the ground. And it's you bringing yourself low and dies, disciplines himself, crucifies himself, deals with excesses in their lives, ensures certain canalities are taken off, says to himself, these little things cannot make me fruitful. I must deal with envy. I must deal with grudges and malice. Some of you at your age, you not know, greet people in the same department. Are you a Christian? Are you born again? Are you indeed born again? Are you born again? Greeting, in my opinion, is the least any Christian should do every day. Every day. Greeting does not take too much. Good morning, good afternoon. What is difficult to say good morning? You say you don't greet. No, when, when, when I hear that people don't greet, I say, I'm amazed. I say, ah, what, is this? what is in greeting? Three or four words. Look at the person's eyes, face. And he said, good morning. If you know you can't smile, don't smile. But he say it. Good morning. <laughs> you won't, you, you know, I'm being honest. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just so, I, I don't know how, I don't know how people will say they can't greet. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. Greet. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. That is all. You say, you will not greet each other in a church, in a department. You see your sister coming, you won't greet. Ah! There's nothing there. Bible says, publicans greet themselves, and that's nothing. Pharisees greet themselves, and you cannot greet. Ah! We have a big... You, have, you are proud. You have ego. Crucify. Discipline. Last week I said, push yourself today. I'm telling you, discipline. If you are going to be fruitful this year, it will be on the premise of self-discipline. Self-discipline. That's it. I know you want to push yourself, fantastic. But also as you push yourself, ensure you are self-disciplined. It's called endurance test. When you go to military um, academy, they would give you, they would teach you how to do endurance test. You've got to endure certain things. Endurance is not meant for enjoyment. Nobody enjoys what you endure. Nobody enjoys what we endure. That's why it's called endurance. God expects us to take stuff in. You take them in, it's not pleasant. You take them in, it's not good. You take them in. Discipline yourself. The grain of corn is useless without dying. It abides alone. Potentials and talents are not enough in life. Discipline is the key that unlocks fruitfulness. Write it down. Discipline is the key that unlocks fruitfulness. Discipline brings the best out of your talent and polishes the gifted. Some of you are so gifted, but you're not known because you're not disciplined. How many hours do you put into developing your talent? How many hours? You don't just tell me I will rehearse when I'm ready. No, you force yourself to rehearse. You say seven hours a day, I will develop my talent. You do three hours in the morning, four hours in the evening, and you make sure you put a structure around your life that will make you disciplined. You say, I will do it. You will be shocked what will happen to you in one year. One year. 
You'll be shocked how your talent and gift will be polished, refined, and be developed because of what? Self-discipline. I will read two books every quarter. I will go and sit down somewhere if I'm tired, put my legs in the bucket of water, read Christian books, develop the man on the inside. Discipline. I will make sure I pray one hour a day, 30 minutes in the morning, 30 in the evening. I don't care how busy I am. I don't care how tight my schedule is. I will create time for prayers. Discipline. People just, I don't want to say it. If I say it, all of you will probably throw stones at me. I know you won't like me anymore. And I, I, I am sorry. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. I agree with that man, uh, President Buhari, when he said Nigerian youth are lazy. I know you will throw stones at me. Throw it. Nigerian youth are lazy. They won't work. They want money. They won't pray. They want money. They want cheap things, free things. A bunch of lazy people. Work! 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 Discipline yourself. Read. You spend, do you know how many hours they spend on social media gossips? They, are, they don't have data for church program. They have data for gossip. They just go there. They sit there. A young man will come to work. Some don't even go to work. Monday to evening. I don't get it. How, do you know I get all kind of mails? Junk mails, spam mails. When I check my mails, I get hundreds of mails every day. I never go to bed without replying my mails. If you want to try me, send me a mail tonight. There's no day in my life I go to bed without replying my mails. And I check hundreds of mails every day. So I sleep 2, 3 a.m. after I finish my prayers. I reply my mails. It's just my discipline. I can't shut my eyes to sleep without replying my mails. And I get quite a lot. And some of those things will come in. You hear, uh, you know those junk meals? Davido, psh, Davido, psh, whiskey. Psh. I, I, I don't know who sends them to me. Yeah, don't, don't, whiskey. Psh. What is my business with whiskey? Look, 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 look at me. Do I look like a man that is jobless? Do I look like a man that is jobless? What is my business with whiskey's life? How is that adding value or putting garlic on my table? Ow! Some of you will take it. Have you heard that we do? And Choma, Choma. Excuse me. Are you all right? What is your business with that one? How is that one helping your life? They won't tell you what I told them. If you are going somewhere in life, discipline is a vehicle that will take you there. Anywhere you want to land, quote me from today till kingdom come. If you are educated, not disciplined, you will be a failure. It's not education, it's discipline. If you are wealthy, you inherited your father's money, two, three, four hundred million dollars. If you're not disciplined in two years, you waste it. It's called discipline. Everything falls down toward discipline. We have to teach ourselves the truth. We have to tell ourselves the truth. It's only the discipline that will unlock their potentials. Discipline will help you polish your gifts. This will help you develop and push you forward. Others will come your way. Christ was a disciplined person. Now, the problem with discipline is that many of us think discipline means rigid. No, it doesn't. Pastor Pedro read this morning, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Let's go there. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, the passage where Paul was sharing his own testimony about the secret of his own success. Discipline is not being rigid. It can be disciplined and be flexible. People don't know that. 
It's not being rigid. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 24. Know ye not, this is a continuum, listen, know ye not that they which run in a race run hard, but only one receives the prize. So let us now study that one that will receive the prize. So you should run that you may obtain. Run that you may obtain the prize of being a winner, of being a champion, of being celebrated, of being a successful person, of being fruitful. So that one, what will make that one unique from others? Many will run, one will receive the prize. Why? So if you check athletes, you find the most disciplined sometimes, not the most gifted or talented. One of the most gifted, talented footballers ever that graced the occasion of this world was J.J. Okocha. Go and check his history and his life. Three-time FIFA footballer of the year, Ronaldinho, was his understudy at PSG. Ronaldinho said when he sat, when he sat on the bench, watching how this man called J.J. Okocha was playing football, like, ha, ah, hey, this man is an angel from another planet. He said he was watching Okocha. I will take the ball like this, do this way. Say, hey, I want to be like him. He went to meet him. Teach me to play. So when Okocha leaves his the, the field, Ronaldo will come here and say, son, Ronaldo put in more hours, more time, more discipline to become not as good as Okocha, but better. Eventually, they bought him. But my brother, JJ Okocha, great man. I love him so much. Nigerian, I never knew I would get to this point. Anyway, I play for PSG. This one, he don't do for me. So he didn't push, him, didn't push himself, did not discipline himself to become better. So after a while, they sold him to Bolton. This one went to Barcelona. They got three best, three years back to back, the best footballer of the world. Why one did not, dis- not just gift? Another one is Eti Messin. You know the story? Fantastic footballer, but did not give discipline himself. He was involved in a rape scandal, which of course was not true. Because he felt, ah, now I've arrived. After all, now I'm taking, making some small, small dollars. No, you can do much more. Discipline yourself. Young people, do you know how many hours Frank Edwards spent in the studio? Go and ask him, hours? You want to be like Franklin? Go and check his schedule. You'll be shocked how many hours they put into their music. How many hours? 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 I'm watching a series. It was Pastor Kule, Minister Kule Joyboda told me and his wife. I went to visit them to go and pray for them in the house. I said, what series are you watching? On Netflix. It's called Greenleaf. It's a beautiful series. It says about a church, a bishop. So I don't like anything that is churchy. So I started to watch that series. Go and watch it as well. It's called Greenleaf on, on Netflix. I fell in love with that series. I'm in love with it right now. I finished the first one. I'm going to the second one right now. And the key issue there for me is that you find a young lady there in that series who's supposed to be the choir director. She spends hours. Even when she was pregnant, she was in choir years, spending hours trying to produce her song. Hours writing her own songs. Hours! 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 People think success just happens. It doesn't. You have to work hard. You have to, and it takes discipline to be committed to a tight schedule. 7 o'clock to 10 p.m. I'll be in church. I'll be on that keyboard for 10 weeks. I'll keep improving myself. Come back 15 weeks after you see a better person as a function of discipline. You'll be better than what you are. But you just think, I'm okay. It's not to play keyboard. I can play. I know the keys. I know the notes. Ah, discipline. So Paul said, this is Paul's secret, that only one will be celebrated. Many will run. One will be celebrated. So you run that you may be celebrated. Now the next verse now says to him, next verse, now 
every man that strives for mastery, you don't become a master without a striving. If there's any man that desires mastery, you strive. The word strive means agonize in Greek. It has to do with agony. Agony, to agonize, to be better, to be a master in a particular area. I want, to, I want mastery in ministry because ministry is my field. So if I'm going to do that, I must be temperate or disciplined in all things. I must be disciplined. You can't be a master. You can't grow fruits without being disciplined. You can't be a farmer in a, some village in the east or southwest of Nigeria. Call it in Bezel or Jebubo. And you wake up at uh, 10, 10 o'clock. You take one horrible to win stick. And then tell your wife, fellow so cold. The sun is up. They go at five before the sun comes. They go to work their fields. They go to work their fields for hours. They protect their fields. They don't just wake up. The food we eat, those farmers work so hard, so hard. Discipline, structured life. Your life is not structured. Your life is not disciplined. We don't know who you are. We don't know what you do. You just stay. You're just existing, not living. You're just there. Sha, sha. And saying, God, bless me. God. Make me fruitful. He will. In nothing. Because you're doing nothing. You'll be fruitful in nothing. He's there. Discipline life. Discipline. We need to be truthful to ourselves. I will tell you the truth here. Now to like I'm your pastor. Next verse. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. We are incorruptible. The next verse. He now says, I therefore so run, not as uncertain, so fight high. Not as one that beats your head. That's Paul. Last week I told you, he said, I pushed myself. This week he said, I'm a fighter. I'm a runner. That's why Paul was successful. It wasn't the anointing alone. Peter had much more anointing than Paul. Read your scriptures. Peter raised the dead for, for, for free, for fun. He had much more anointing than, than Paul. But Paul had much more fight. Much more race, much more flexibility. Paul did more. He was more disciplined. Pushed himself, pushed himself, pushed himself, conquered more territories. Not because of the anointing, he was a push, a life that is filled with discipline. Oh, no, don't sit down there. Go and read the scriptures. I'm a scripture person. Peter could have done 10 times what Paul did. Peter was when, when God, God had to even come and meet him. God gave me vision. Rise, kill, eat. I'm not eating. You have told us how to eat. It's unclean. He was satisfied. Peter was a great man, head to Christ, but he wasn't disciplined. Go and read your Bible. He didn't push himself further. He didn't discipline himself. Look at this man said, I run, I fight. Ah, I fight. Not as one beating the hair. Next verse. The most important verse is verse 27. This is the key. I keep under my body. This, my body, eh, is my problem. So I have to put my body under. Look at me. So I bring it into what? I, that bringing is what I call what? Put your hands together. I put my body under so that my body will not put me under. I put my body under subjection, not submission. Two different things. Subjection is force. Submission is willing. So we tell women, submit your husband, not husband be subject to your wife. Subjection is more forceful. Submission is more voluntary and willing from the woman. 
So I said, I bring my body under subjection. And you were only say, under Luma was there. They won't see you. They won't see you. They won't see you. They won't see pride. You will go down. They will see ego. Go down. Go down. When my body says, sleep more. I said, no, wake up. My body says, I'm going to church or work today. I said, no, go to church. Go to work. My body says, let me go and do some gossip. No, read some books. Read good books. My body says, let me just go and sit somewhere and be watching people on the street. As I say, you know, people just wake up in the morning, sit down, and watch down falls going. And I go, I very indisciplined bunch of people. Sit down there, they say, people are going up and down, making money, building their future. You are saying, There are people like that. So we now, a grown up man will now roll up like a rapper. Attend him, just him. You know, all those faces in the face house. They will now come ah, Uncle, you know, go up. I don't die today. I don't, I don't say my, I don't say my boss tells say my body they pay me, body they pay me this small. I'm not telling you. The body, yesterday you only work one day out of ten days. Say body they pay me, I won't sleep. So that you do at home. Ah, just want rest today. Rest from what? Some some people don't go to work and don't take a vacation. You are not working. Ah, reverence. It's somehow to go on vacation. Ah, vacation for what? You are not working. Those that go to work are the ones on vacation. You live on vacation. Are you with me? Discipline yourself. I put under my body. I bring it to subjection. And make sure I deal with me. I fight me. I conquer me. If I can conquer me, I have to conquer self. I'll be fruitful. Jesus said it. And you see, the reason I showed you all this is because for you to know why Paul said this, hmm, you now have to go to verse. You know, I started from verse 24. Now go to verse number uh, 18, 19. For what is my reward then? That when I preach and make the gospel of Christ without charge, that I abuse not my power in the gospel. For though I be free from all men, can you see flexibility? Yet have I made myself servant to all that I may gain the more. Somebody shout gain. Gain is fruitfulness. Gain. And unto the Jews, I became a Jew. See flexibility. I'm flexible. I'm not going to compromise. I will not compromise. I will become a Jew. Why? Pastor Aguirre, that I may gain the Jews. Somebody shout gain. To them that are under the law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. Say gain. To them that are without the law. That one, I don't like it all. Those ones are lawless. He has without the law in common. Being not without the law to God though, but under the law to Christ. That I may gain them that are without the law. Shout gain. Can you say fruitfulness? Gaining. Huh? To the weak became high as what? That I may. Somebody shout gain. 
Can you see the man saying, all I want to do is just be fruitful. I want to just keep gaining. I want to gain. I am made all things to all men that I may by means save some. That's discipline. Gain. All I want to just keep gaining, gaining. So, to the youth, I try to be youthful that I may gain the youth. To the mothers, I try to act like a woman that understands their pain that I may gain them. I will not compromise their values, but I will identify with them. I will understand their pain. I will carry what they carry that may bring them to Christ. Gain, 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 gain. I'm not rigid. I'm disciplined. I'm flexible. All I want to do is gain, 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 gain. Fruitfulness. We have to be disciplined, not rigid. I'm not rigid. I'm flexible. I'm flexible. I'll be like this so I can gain many for Christ, so I can have increase. I will pull myself under. I will bury my ego. I'll bury my pride. I'll bury my academic achievements, my wealth to the poor. I will try to identify with how him. I won't say, look at this one talking to me. No, 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 no problems. As long as I will gain. That's why you will see a disciplined man become fruitful because he's been flexible. So many more come to him or her. He's gaining, he's gaining. While you are losing, you're losing because you're rigid. You're losing because the opposite of gain is loss. Ask yourself, have you gained? Have you lost? I don't want to lose members this year. I want to gain more. We have to understand that we have to put ourselves under. We have to serve at the ocean department. We have to serve in the choir. We have to serve as pastors. We have to serve. We have to be flexible. We have to be disciplined. We have to go the extra mile. We have to put ourselves under to just gain people for Christ. Shape them for him and him alone. Don't lose. Start again. Discipline distinguishes the wheat. I'm going to close now from the, from the chaff. It separates men from boys. The indisciplined are known by their ways. How many of you are attracted to indiscipline? I'm not. You're attracted to people that are chaotic, disorderly, and indisciplined. Only Nigerians like one way and they're breaking the law. I don't know why we enjoy that. People just like it. I'm not attracted to it. It's not fine. You look at Lagos roads, look at American roads. You find one is beautiful, one is chaotic. I'm telling you, it's not fine. So disorder and chaos cannot be fine. Indiscipline cannot be nice. So There's no, there's no way you can tell me being indiscipline is spiritual. No. You have to deal with yourself. You have to crucify your flesh. That's what Paul called it. Crucify your flesh. Because the enemy within will kill you if you don't deal with it. Jesus battled his own flesh. He, he had to put himself under. He prayed when he ought to pray. You have to live a disciplined life this year. A disciplined life. You must give yourself books to read, souls to reach. You must do that. Services not to miss. And there'll be reasons to miss those services, and I'm not going to miss it. Except where I'm out of the country. I will make sure I make it. I will do it. I will discipline myself. Some pastor's meetings I will attend. I will not miss pastor's meeting. Uh, no, 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 no. It's discipline. You don't just say, no, uh, if I can. No, no. People don't get up in life with that attitude. You don't. Paul said, I put under my body. Lest my body put me under. Your body will not put you under in Jesus' name. 
Remember that man, Samson, who did not discipline himself, though he was one of the most anointed men in scriptures. What happened to him? He died a reckless death. Samson, that was his problem. Indiscipline, not anointing. He was very anointed. Samson, Samson, Alagbara, Samson, Alagbara. Anointed, powerful, but indiscipline. Ruined and wrecked his entire life. Talent and anointing is not enough. Discipline is much better. If you show me two staff, choose these two, which one will you hire? Anointed guy, but in discipline. Discipline guy, not anointed. I will go to the discipline anointed. Mew, mew, mew. I'm telling you. Because anointing cannot produce discipline. Nobody can anoint you and say, I put upon you in Jesus' name discipline. <laughs> you can't. It's character formation. Discipline in little things. Hard work. Hard work. Discipline. You just tell yourself, when was the last time you fasted? So if you even fast, self, it's difficult for you. Fasting, living a fasted life is a disciplined life. That's why you cannot see some people in bare parlor. Can't see people with women or clubbing. And my schedule is so tight. I don't have time for those things. Disciplined life. Disciplined. I, don't, I, hope, I, can, I hope I've communicated to you. Disciplined life. Joel, you are very gifted, very anointed. I beg you, create a little bit of discipline. You'll be shocked. You'll be bigger than Frank Edward. You are so gifted. You will come to church five days a week. You say, Daddy, can I use that place for my own personal reason? Yes. Discipline your... And don't say, I won't go today. Next week, I'll try and come. The next week, that's to lose bad day. Ah, I want to go and eat rice there. I'll go again two weeks time. Then two weeks time. Ah, I didn't even realize it. It was a make John's child dedication. And I'll go in three weeks time. Oh, you keep procrastinating. If I tell you how many hours of you sleep, you are sleeping away your future. Some people just like to sleep. And that's why the Bible says, so shall that poverty come. It's not me. The Bible says, those that sleep well will be poor forever. It's not Bible. It's not me. It's not me. It's the Bible. A little sleep, a little slumber, so shall thy poverty come. Ah, ah. You, 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 you cannot change scripture. You can't say in my own case, a little sleep, a little slumber, my poverty will not come. <laughs> Before my grandfather was born, scripture had been fulfilled. You know, they say, want to change it. So shall thy poverty come. A little sleep, a little slumber. The poor man says, there's a lion on the street. Have you gone there? No. How do you know I had there's a lion there? I'm not going out today. He has not gone out. He's telling you there's a lion on the street, so I will not go and walk. Discipline. I told my son, I'm fighting him now. You must have a disciplined life. My wife and I, you must keep your room clean. You must wash your stuff. You must. That's a life that is disciplined. And he's fighting that, that you can't fight me. That you are too hard on me. I am too hard on you. You see, I like it. Proverbs 24, 33. 33. Go to 33. A little sleep. A war. A little slumber. A war. A little folding of hands to sleep. After you stay before, fold again. Next verse. So shall thy poverty. As one man that is traveling, traveling that he may take some time on board. The man has traveled, he's coming, he's coming, and I want, as an armed man, you believe you want, not even much, a little. Are you not going out now, daddy? 20 minutes more. Mommy, please, now, mommy, 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 please. No, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. 30 minutes more. A little more, you know? Get up! 
Hey, mommy, mommy, it's 6 o'clock now. Please, mommy, yeah, please. And then 6.15, I wake up. 6.15 becomes 7.40. A little, a little. A little. I love, I love the writer. Say, this is more. Say, a little, little, little. Small, small things. Little foxes for the vine. Psalms of Solomon chapter 2, verse 15. Little foxes for the vine. A little sleep. So shall thy poverty come. You know, start blaming Buhari for poverty. How many hours do you sleep? Start blaming the government. And this thing, this is somebody who is the governor. Someone looking to someone. It's not someone. How many hours do you sleep? You blame government. You blame government and say, you see, little foxes. Go to America. You see that you don't sleep as much as you guys sleep here. Uh, I want to travel to America. Young people that say that I laugh at them. America. America. The land. They walk. 18 year olds go to walk. Am I right, man? Whenever I go to McDonald's, I see 16, 17 year old boys and girls in McDonald's having us. They're walking. They're, they are trained to work. The economy produces because their teenagers are on the field working at McDonald's, working at Walmart, working, selling, and they're schooling. Here you see people in their mid 20s, late 30s, early 30s, not working. And they're finished school. That's uh, I finished when I graduate. So, uh, this is my paper, man. Uh, so, uh, they didn't give me work. Ah. Did they train you in university to be looking for work? They train you to be self-sufficient, self-driven, self-motivated. That's why you go to university. Why are you telling me? Uh, I do a job. What they mean is, get me a place where I can be going to in the morning and leaving at night and pay me salary. I'm telling you, discipline. Let me round up so before Pastor Green will push me out of this place. <laughs> Praise God. Discipline produces more when it is self-inspired and embraced. Don't be disciplined by others. Be self-disciplined. It produces more when you discipline yourself. If somebody disciplines you, go to China, they will throw you into jail. And in that jail, you start going to walk the fields. So they're now disciplining you. You have no choice to be productive. Their prisoners are taken to the field to work. They're doing their clothes. They're doing their this. So they are now productive by being under discipline by the government. Be self-disciplined. Don't be disciplined by others. Thank you for listening.